0: To six for spying out loud. And you need to dial 9 to get out.
1: And stay out. Welcome in, friends. I saw what you did there. <laughs> yes, I'm so clever, I killed me. Indeed, thanks so much for pushing play on this edition of Fusebox, number 96, aptly entitled for Spying Out Loud. And I'm your, I know they're listening, I can hear them breathing, host, Mark Rose. And uh, over there, dialing up just the proper amount of dynamic compression is the viceroy of volume, Milk Canes, everybody.
0: Thank you kindly. You know, uh, after that... uh scintillating meeting we had the other day at uh, Vinny's. I think I actually may have a really good idea for the big 100th show.
1: Really? Well, fabulous. I'm I'm all quivery with anticipation, Mr. Cades.
0: Well, let's not get weird about it, man. (laughs) No, I
1: mean,
0: what, what about a whole show devoted to your conspiracy theories?
1: My theories?
0: Yeah.
1: Wait. Wait. Did I miss something here? Isn't it you that has the conspiracy department pretty much? Co- yeah, I
0: got one or two, but I'm thinking this would uh, give you pretty much free range to talk about whatever the hell you've been thinking, but never actually said. You know?
1: Uh. Yeah. Well. You know,
0: I I'm not sure. I. Oh come on! You know, you gotta have some. uh... Chemtrail, fake moon landing, fake Paul McCartney, uh, Monarch Slave, Illuminati stuff laying around, right?
1: Uh, actually, no, I don't. You do, though, right?
0: Sure. But I was thinking this would be a a great opportunity for you to just wax on
1: about... Yeah, yeah, you know, I I just don't see that as a a very uh, captivating topic. It's certainly doubtful I could fill a show. That's a...
0: Oh, hey, I don't know. Hey, maybe maybe get some of your musician buddies to chime in. I mean, all musicians are a little nutty, right? (laughs) Uh, Maybe maybe do a a roundtable discussion on the hollow moon theory. Or... uh, Oh, I got it. A a, a panel discussion on uh, the Aliens Among Us bit. That's a great evergreen right there. Yeah.
1: You know, this is starting to sound like something you should do, buddy. Seriously.
0: Remote viewing. Or, uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, 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 yeah. How the Hadron Collider is really a device to open portals to other dimensions. Oh, hell, I'd even stick around for that one.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, uh... A... What
0: about all the freaky weather? You know? That's being controlled, you know.
1: What? Wait, are you talking about the harp thing? Isn't that thing over? Uh, and, I, and I thought it was just to make the Earth's atmosphere more hospitable for the giant mantis aliens.
0: Yeah. But, uh, there's a side benefit. You can control weather big time. Like, uh, you know, the uh, cantaloupe-sized hail in Egypt, remember that? Or a Category 4 hurricane every 11 seconds somewhere, anywhere you want. Or uh, how about this? How how, how about all those uh, uh, weird booms people have been reporting all over the globe? You know, and in some cases, uh, these blasts have have, uh, torn up streets. They've they've, like broken windows. And, and, you know, there's even uh, uh, one case where they've actually caught it on surveillance cameras. You know?
1: Been watching a lot of YouTube, have you? Just saying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess we'll just keep throwing show at the wall and uh, see what sticks. Or at least, smells funny. And uh, go from there. You know?
2: Contains no nutritional value.
1: Along the same lines, though...
0: See what you're about to do there.
1: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Along the same lines, friends... Have you ever taken notice of these, uh... Well, you'd have to call them nondescript, maybe even, like, drab buildings... That are mostly windowless and uh, tower above the skylines in uh, many major cities. Well, the uh, online news source The Intercept has, and revealed through uh, documents and interviews that it received, that these uh, buildings located in, uh, get this, New York, L.A., Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas, San Francisco, Seattle, and Washington, D.C., are in fact AT&T facilities that the NSA uses to mine for data. Mostly phone, email, browsing data, that sort of thing. It's uh, evidently part of a uh, global project headed by the NSA called Project Fairview. And uh, two of these buildings, at least, maybe a few more, but two for a fact, are bomb-proof said to have been uh, constructed to withstand a nuclear attack. Now, these are located in Los Angeles and uh, New York City. What the hell? So, uh, uh, Mr. Cain, you want to know where? And, and I mean precisely where. Yeah,
0: well, you, you know... um
1: Should we actually... The one in New York is located just 15 minutes from Central Park at 811 10th Avenue. Um, I... Yeah. And the other one in Los Angeles is at 420 South Grand Avenue. Now, in a couple of the cases, the uh, the AT&T logo will be out front of the actual building. But in uh, many of these cases, there's uh, no visible marking at all.
0: You, uh... Maybe you want to rethink the whole...
1: Uh... <laughs> there are a total of uh, eight of these processing centers around the U.S. And when asked about the uh, affiliation with the uh, NSA, which is a fair question, the folks at AT&T politely said that uh, they could not confirm or deny its role in alleged classified intelligence activities.
0: <laughs> sure. Because they'll hide behind that congressional rule that says they have to comply when asked for certain information, right?
1: Well, to quote them exactly, quoting now, Like all companies, we are required by law to provide information to government and law enforcement entities by complying with court orders, subpoenas, lawful discovery requests, and other legal requirements, and... We provide voluntary assistance to law enforcement when a person's life is in danger and in other immediate emergency situations. In all cases, we ensure that requests for assistance are valid and that we act in compliance with the law. There you go. Yeah, you betcha. It says uh, they collected over 534 million records of uh, phone calls, text messages, and so forth in... uh, The year 2017, and that, my friends, was over three times the amount collected in 2016. So, how much
0: of that was food shots, pictures of somebody's
1: cat, and dick pics? Well, I would imagine well over three-thirds. No, I kid. Here here actually is an interesting sidebar to this, though, and I didn't know this until I uh, read this article, but... The, uh, the NSA uses the, uh, of course, generous services of, the, uh, of AT&T because uh, AT&T is the largest telecommunication company in the world. And they have access to uh, many other telecommunication companies around the globe as well. And they have a super high-tech clever method of delivering the data to the NSA. It's called Peering. When a uh, network is uh, overloaded, um, oh, I don't know, say uh, say say it's Verizon. Okay, so when Verizon has a bit of a data cramp, AT and T can uh, provide bandwidth to deliver that cramped up data, and does often. This quote peered end quote data <laughs> can then be. Uh, offloaded to the NSA for review as uh, as well as going to, you know, wherever it was intended.
0: What do we have here, then? Data laundering?
1: Kinda, except that the, you know, the data actually does go to the intended recipient, or at least we should hope so. <laughs> it's clone, however. Yeah, it goes to the NSA for info snootment. Huh. So... Your uh, Cogent Communications, your uh, Telecom Italia, your uh, Deutsche Telekom, all share info with this giant by default. They kind of have to. Add to this, and uh, quoting now again from The Intercept, that a large portion of the data that passes through undersea cables goes through the U.S. due to our location and partly because of the popularity ...of American internet companies around the world. What? <laughs> I know. They drank the Kool-Aid. So,
0: so I guess all those stories about those stump heads and customer service
1: never made it overseas, huh? Evidently not. Must be something else. Must be. Oh, and uh, uh, speaking of giant mantis aliens looking for cheap telecom carriers... ...here's an interesting nugget, or two or six... It would appear that an infestation of the lizard kind (laughs) is becoming a much less than delightful issue for residents of this particular area. (laughs) Quoting here, This year is the most iguanas I've seen, and I've been in business for nine years. That's exactly how the quote reads, folks. Says uh, Thomas uh, Portualo, or Putalo, I'm not sure how to mangle his name correctly, but uh, he's the owner of Fort Lauderdale-based Iguana Control. He says the uh, invasive lizards are out of control, with many hundreds of thousands (laughs) creeping around Broward, Miami-Dade, and Palm Beach counties. Quoting the... um, Sun Sentinel here. We're a little quote-happy today, but here it goes. The prehistoric populations are multiplying like rabbits and causing internet, phone, and power outages, damaging landscapes, levees, seawalls, roofs and patios, and contaminating pools with poop. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No laughing matter, Mr. Keynes. This is a serious... Pre-apocalyptic scale 2 Disaster Seriously Continuing on here From the Sun Sentinel There's no real way To come up with a valid estimate Of the number of green iguanas In Florida But the number Would be gigantic Says Richard Engman A biologist for the uh, National Wildlife Research Center He says again here Continuing on with dear Richard You could put Any number of zeros behind a number, and I would believe it. About 8% of power outages, or 9,200 a year, are caused by animals and birds, says Richard Beltran, a Florida power and light spokesman. In South Florida, iguanas are the second leading cause of power outages behind squirrels. See, right there. God damn squirrels.
0: Yay! <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, look, look, I <clears throat> I gotta I have to fill in uh some of the blanks here, friends, and uh in in the uh spirit of true disclosure, which we're fond of doing on this program, as you know, I have uh some uh association with this dilemma.
0: I knew it. You're really a reptoid, aren't you?
1: I mean, you hide
0: it pretty well But it's those damned slanted pupils of yours, man
1: Can't, won't, didn't say So here, friends, uh, a little back info which, which probably is obvious already to many of you But in the early 70s, uh, when I lived there in the F place A trendy pet to have was an iguana They looked really cool only ate lettuce for the most part, and uh, you know they were fairly content at staying on their uh, little twig and the, and sunning themselves under the heat lamp in the aquarium. So uh, naturally, I got one. Naturally, the thing is, with uh, with most lizards actually, they aren't particularly cuddly, you know.
0: Yeah, you need a squid for that, right?
1: Pangolin. <laughs> So a lot of folks said... Hey, this thing just sits on a twig under the heat lamp and eats lettuce all day. He's no fucking fun at all. Right you are, Timmy. And and promptly and accidentally, with malice aforethought, let the critter loose in the backyard. Well, I didn't do that. I hung on to Iggy for as long as he wanted to hang. But that was the beginning of the end, because... Once the little green guy got a taste of freedom He, she was out to repopulate The earth in their own image Then, one day, Iggy went down to the local nuclear power plant For a dip in the radioactive pool mm-hmm. And then things got really out of hand Yeah, so once again, friends, we ponder that eternal question with our heat lamp on and the pile of browning lettuce near the little empty twig in the aquarium.
0: What the fuck, Florida? (laughs)
1: Are you tired of endless video streams of silly animal tricks, awkward human
0: calamities, and half baked conspiracy theories? Yeah. Now. 74. Meh. On this? Peer. Possibly. Ugh, gosh, Uncle Carl. These podcasts are nothing but hot, steaming piles of shit. How does a guy find a decent podcast these days, anyway? <laughs> I know what you mean, Timmy. Here, try Fusebox. Apply Fusebox to infected area only. Wow! Thanks, Uncle Carl! Fusebox is the shit! Yes! Relive great Fusebox audio moments of past shows, or current shows, or current shows shows made previous to past shows, running currently in the past. Feed your ears for hours of not-really-video-but-feels-like-it, knee-slapping, sometime-wholesome-but-not-really-audio goodness. Check out the Fusebox Show on YouTube today.
1: So, we are once again blessed with another insightful and resonant review from our very own Video Vixen, and this time, ho oh, ho, she carries a big stick. Well, a big floating head, maybe. Check it out as we get an inspiring earful of Zardoz Zardoz
0: Zardoz speaks to you his chosen ones the gun is good the gun is good go forth and kill
2: video vixen. Zardoz, 1974. Director, John Borman. Stars, Sean Connery and Charlotte Rampling. You really can't beat Sean Connery running around in a red diaper, raping and killing in the name of Zardoz. Burt Reynolds and Richard Harris both turned down the role of Zed. Burt said he was sick, and Harris didn't even bother responding. That should tell you a lot. Everything you've heard is true. This is one freaky film. Even with an introduction narrated by John Borman, it is all still very confusing. Forget trying to understand the storyline and just enjoy the on-screen madness. I double-dog dare you not to laugh at such things as Sean Connery in a wedding dress, a giant stone head that flies and barfs out guns, and practically anything that any character says or does. The cleverest thing about this movie is the almighty Zarda's origin story. I won't ruin it for you, but it is fun, especially when you learn Borman ended up directing this film because his Lord of the Rings project was canceled. Show this one to your friends and see who still likes you afterwards. I'm the Video Vixen, and remember, behave yourselves.
0: Yeah, it wasn't Connery running around half
1: naked. In that yeah, thing? yeah, it's just like she said. Yeah, he he was in a red diaper. <laughs> I'm guessing some uh, some some quality drugs for the crew too. This was one out of body experience. This film, friends, well worth wasting the time just to get the contact high from viewing it. Wonders. Thanks to uh, the Video Vixen for yet again, and but also another valuable and thought-provoking commentary on the true (laughs) cinematic gems, you know? Just over there under the compost heap and just to the right of the septic tank.
0: James Bond in a diaper. See, you just can't unsee that.
1: No, but I'm sure you can rent it. All day long on some streaming service somewhere Seems to me uh, this one actually got a restoration reissue as well But uh, don't quote me I just uh, seem to recall reading that somewhere But, uh... oh, (laughs) and I, I also recall reading somewhere That the grocery aisle may be coming to your driveway Oh, no Oh, but most certainly yes well, you know, there, there's all this noise lately about the uh, autonomous vehicles, you know, self-driving cars, right? Well, uh, there have been countless dozens, it appears, uh, startup companies formed around the idea of uh, autonomous delivery of stuff you uh, you buy online.
0: Yeah, like that drone delivery
1: idea. Yeah, like the like the drone idea. Well, a chap named Ali Ahmed, the uh, CEO of RoboMart. Wants to take that a whole step further He says uh, his company is developing an entire produce aisle That comes to you You pick the stuff up that you want And then you're uh, charged Based on uh, the card you have on file with them So uh, these, these vehicles are, are designed to travel pretty slow I think they said something like 35-40 miles an hour And uh, with no passengers of course so they're hoping that the uh, safety issues are uh, going to be reduced in their cases.
0: Yeah, but what about all the other drivers who aren't paying attention? <laughs>
1: well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> it, uh, it seems that uh, Robomart is uh, still in its software development stage. And uh, frankly, I mean, de- designing self-driving vehicle software, I-, I-, I, can't even, I can't even fathom that. It's got to be a massive undertaking. Um, they say they've uh, they've already built one of these things, and it's uh, at their offices in uh, Alameda, California. And they hope to test a batch of these things in a uh, commercial pilot program uh, pretty soon.
0: Well, how do you track what a person buys? I mean, what's to stop somebody from just taking shit?
1: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the, the, the problem that uh, Amazon has with uh, Amazon Go, evidently. But... Uh, Ahmed says that the issue isn't as hard for them As uh, the, quote, store Is uh, way smaller and, and only serves one customer at a time So there's no need to track, you know, multiple customers Or try to figure out which customer took a particular item off a shelf or any of that
0: Wow, well, good luck to him Hell, you know, in a way, I hope it works out I mean, if I can avoid leaving the house at all I'd, I'd, I'd be in heaven man Wonder if they're carrying you who
1: well they they uh they say the plan is to not be a chain of stores rather they uh they intend to license the vehicles out to grocery chains and the like and just manage the process for the stores i guess <laughs> you know all i can say is i know this is coming we can't stop this momentum here but uh the the safety issues they just they still haunt me. It's it just seems crazy to put these vehicles out there with without a leash. I mean, <laughs> I mean even if there was a track or something. But you know I know that that just gets horribly unwieldy. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll just we'll just have to see what develops on this crazy thing. Um, I mean I I agree with you, Milt, partially. I mean <laughs> the convenience of that idea is uh, is wonderfully intriguing, but. Uh, but at what cost?
0: Carrot would be about 70 bucks, I guess.
1: And on that note, we'll call it a show. And climb aboard our parabolic microphone dish and sail out of earshot. But not, ha <laughs> ha, before thanking our gracious but still somewhat mad contributors to this audio spectacle. Aaron Lane, Nico Lane, Eric Newsom, Jeff Pollard, and... The video vixen, and also to the always eager to try new things, <laughs> milk cans. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a slice. <laughs> hey, you know what? It just dawned on me, honestly, a great idea for uh, uh, show 100. Why don't we interview your former parole officer, huh? You know, the guy who's uh, what is he? He's a podiatrist now, right?
0: No comment.
1: And of course. Thanks to you, gentle listeners, for uh, pushing play on this edition of Fusebox. And as always, we'd love it madly if you were to subscribe to this very program. It's an easy push of the index finger on that subscribe thingy wherever you have found this program. And that is so very much appreciated. You can as well uh, head on over to the Fusebox Facebook page and give us some like as well. That too would be swell. So, I have been your please talk directly into the cheese dip host Mark Rose saying until our next cartoon.